Alright, so welcome to the cutting room. And we actually have a special cutting room this week. We're hoping to launch a new podcast slash video series called uh, AOTG.com Presents Ideas. And we decided, you know, we were bouncing it around in the office a lot. And we were trying to figure out, you know, is this working? What's what's What should we try? How should we change this? So we've done the first episode to a show that we're calling Ideas. The whole goal behind the show is to explore unique ideas in the post-production industry or explore stories in the industry or, you know, examine theories that people might not necessarily know about, uh, as well as, you know, just the stories behind those theories and ideas. So we've put the first one together, and what I decided to do is I would put it up on AOTG.com and on The Cutting Room and get your guys' feedback. So what I need you to do is, if you enjoy this, send me an email, info at AOTG.com. And uh, if you didn't enjoy it, also send us an email, info at AOTG.com, so that you can sort of give us feedback. You know, tell us what you liked and what you didn't like. And this way we can improve it, and then when we launch this series officially, which we're kind of doing through the podcast, but eventually it'll have its own sort of stream and section in iTunes, then, you know, we have help from from our actual listeners. So enjoy this podcast, and when it ends, it's going to end. I'm not going to follow up with anything, so enjoy this podcast, and next week we'll be back with an interview with, uh, well, we're hoping we have a special guest for you guys. So next week, we'll get back to the interviews. So enjoy the first episode of AOTG.com Presents Ideas. You most likely have heard of the sliding door effect, and I'm not talking about the movie from 1999. You might also know it as the butterfly effect, which I'm also not talking about the movie with Ashton Kutcher. I'm actually wanting to focus on the ideas from within those movies, which is the idea from Chaos Theory that one minor change in a situation could cause a larger change in the eventual outcome. Of course, the famous example being from Chaos Theorist uh, Edward Lawrence, where a butterfly flapping its wings in one part of the world causes a hurricane in another part of the world. So what does this all have to do with film and editing and post-production? I mean, we're a post-production show. Well, there's an interesting story from the making of In the Blink of an Eye, Walter Murch's book, and how it sort of came into existence. And that's what we're going to focus on in this episode of AOTG Presents Ideas. Hi, is this uh, Ken? This is Ken, yes. That's Ken Salos. Ken is an amazing editor in his own right. He's worked on such films as Chopper, Proof, and many other award-winning Australian films. Hi, it's uh, Gordon Burkelkalin. How are you? Hi, Gordon. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. And many in the world attribute, in the blink of an eye, to his actions. One of the things that happened for Ken was that he, like most of the world's post-production industry, couldn't make it to a talk with Walter Murch. Ken can probably explain it better than I will, so I'll let him explain it. The story of In the Blink of an Eye, uh, Walter Merchant's book about editing, was that Walter had come out to Australia in the late 80s uh, as part of a government program that he'd sort of tagged along with. Uh, it was a writer's program for aspiring writers in Australia. and brought a copy of Apocalypse Now with him, which he presented in the Sydney cinema, 
and properly aligned the speakers for the first time. He then went to Spectrum Films, which in those days was in Willoughby, and gave this lecture, which became In the Blink of an Eye, which was In the Blink of an Eye. I think he and Richie Marks had actually been worked, working on it quite a bit as far as talks to students, but he presented it. I'm going to stop Ken right there. Ken wasn't able to make the talk with Walter Mersch. He was editing a project in another state in Australia. And that's where it seemed like our story should have ended. That is, until he talked to his friend. A person I knew who was the production secretary for the writer's course, Linda House, who became the producer of Proof and a few other films, had actually access to a cassette tape of his lecture. And I said, I'd love to have a listen to it. She gave me the cassette tape, and I said, this is brilliant. And so I managed to get the cassette, cassette tape transcribed. And then got in touch with Walter, uh, said, are you interested in looking at this uh, transcription of your lecture? And he said, sure. Backwards and forwards for a long while. Um, you know, I, was, I sent him, obviously sent him the transcription. He made a, you know, a few alterations because it was a literal transcription. You know, we struggled around for a while saying, well, how do we get it published? A friend of mine in Sydney who was doing some part-time work at this film and television school up there, a guy called Franz Vandenberg, noticed the spot the transcription or the revised transcription on the publisher's desk at, at film and television school, Meredith Quinn was her name. He picked it up and took it home and sort of read it and said, this is brilliant. So he actually pushed Meredith Quinn, the head of publishing at, at Afters, to uh, publish it. And so then as a result of that, it actually became a, a book. You know, so Meredith got in touch with Walter. You know, he revised it in book form. Anyway, they got me to write the prologue to it in the first version, and um, it was published. They were all very happy with it. For I think I got five copies of the, the first version. Went out of print. I didn't hear anything. Then all of a sudden I heard that Aftus had sold the book to Silman James Press in Los Angeles. Did you hear that? Ken wrote the original foreword to In the Blink of an Eye. Now, if you have a copy near you, and I know a lot of editors who might be listening in their cutting room probably have one close by, just pick it up and see who wrote the foreword. If it's Ken, it's an original copy of In the Blink of an Eye. And if it's not, here's what Ken has to say. And I always joke to film students that sort of, um, have you read In the Blink of an Eye? And they always get the American version because the Australian version is impossible to find these days. And sort of, um, I say, well, I wrote the original prologue and it's been replaced by somebody or other uh, in the new version by somebody called Francis Coppola, whoever he is, I don't know. <laughs> when I talked to Ken, I asked him if there was any hard feelings or if he was upset that he'd been replaced by Francis Ford Coppola on the Ford. Surprisingly, not only does he not have hard feelings, but he has nothing but positive words to say about Walter Murch, his ideas, and his book. I think the greatness of Walter's book actually was that sort of he could actually address the situation in a philosophical point of view. That's actually brilliant. That's sort of, you know, you can't do much better than that. When talking to him about how popular the book has become, he does have a warning for students who just read the book and are getting into film editing. The Merch book is sort of, shouldn't be used as the Bible. It's an idea, and it's a, I think it's a clear idea, and, um, but should not be used by anyone as like, this is the only way to make films. It's, a, it's just, it's a very good idea of somebody or other has been quite successful and quite brilliant in what they've done. What would have happened if Ken was able to actually make that lecture? Would he have searched for the tape? Would he have recorded the lecture himself? Or would he have simply enjoyed the talk? The good thing about Ken is that he loves editing. And not only is he passionate about editing, but he's passionate about the ideas within the editing world. 
When he missed the lecture and he couldn't see the editor whose work he admired, he immediately searched out the recording. And if it wasn't for his persistence in transcribing the tape and faxing Walter Murch, finding a publisher, well, well, in, in the blink of an eye, it probably wouldn't exist, or at least not exist in the form we know it. It might have simply stayed as a lecture or have been written in a different format. Murch's ideas might not have spread to every single corner of the editing community as they currently have. So for that, I'm kind of glad that Ken missed the lecture. Although it's unfortunate that he never got to see Walter Murch speak. Join me for the next episode of Ideas, where we discuss Michel Foucault, Colors, and the Autochrome. For this episode, I'd like to thank the Australian screen editors, of course Ken Salos, and Sasha Dillenbell. I'm Gordon Burkell for AOTG.com Presents Ideas. Thanks for listening.